And welcome once again to another edition of A Plain Answer here at Redeemer Broadcasting. I'm Dan Elmendorf. On the phone line with us today is Dr. John Vance. And Pastor Vance, it's an honor to have you on with us today. Well, as I've said before, it's my delight always to be with you and the audience. You uh, you are living in West Virginia now for many years. You were up here in the Hudson Valley where I'm located, and uh, we're just honored to know you and further honored to have you on our board of directors at Redeemer Broadcasting. Um, before we open the mic, we mentioned a few things that we might want to chat about today. This is another kind of a fireside chat, if you will. I've got my coffee here. And uh, <laughs> I'll be listening intently. Um, to begin with, um, we have uh, an important uh, date on the uh, church calendar, and that is Ascension Sunday coming up. And so maybe you could talk to that a little bit. Ascension Sunday is this coming Sunday, uh, of course, tomorrow. And uh, it's uh, it's it's a... Uh, a, a day that that maybe some churches don't uh, recognize or observe, or it's on the Christian calendar, of course. And it's the time that we remember when Jesus ascended into heaven following his resurrection. Uh, we have this uh, account here in Acts chapter 1. I think uh, it, it's in other places, too, but we, we have it in Acts chapter 1. Uh, so that's that's what we're observing, the ascension of our Lord. Now, uh, it, it's, it's somewhat complicated. We're not quite sure when he first ascended. Mm-hmm. Some people think that when Jesus was raised from the dead, that he ascended uh, to heaven and then returned in, for those appearances. Uh, or later the same day, he, he was shown, and then he ascended. Uh, but most people have traditionally observed after 40 days, Jesus yes. ascended finally into heaven. And uh, we found that recorded in the book of Acts. So it, it's a wonderful time to remember because it's the second half of Jesus' glorification, his resurrection and then his ascension. Yeah, Remember when he, when he was talking to the two disciples on the Emmaus Road, he had to remind them that Jesus had to come into the world to suffer, but that he would be raised and glorified, and it's part of the glorification of Jesus in his resurrection and ascension. And he's ascended to sit on the right hand of the Father until he comes again. Amen. You know what I've noticed? I have contact with some folks in the URC. You know, we we are in more PCA, OPC-type circles, but the URC does a very good job in celebrating and mentioning the ascension, and I thought, gee, that's nice. I'm glad they they uh, they do that. I, have you ever noticed that? Yes, uh, continental European uh, denominations, reformed denominations, yeah, uh, observe ascension and Pentecost more than American uh, reformed tradition, at least in the evangelical. Yeah, uh, tradition in the Reformed Church. Yes, that's true. Absolutely true. Now, when you were pastoring Westminster Presbyterian Church in Rock Tavern, of course, we observed Ascension Sunday, and um, probably we were a little bit more liturgical, maybe, than some churches. And so, in that sense, we're consistent with <laughs> some of the yes. inclinations of our European brethren. Um, so, Jesus, as he ascended... He has his body, right? Yes. It's amazing. 
he he was raised bodily and he ascended bodily. Yeah. And and remember the the account there is that you will see this same Jesus come again as you have seen Amen. him go. So uh, it's bodily, and and uh, I teach uh, from time to time at a uh, retirement home. Uh, assisted living is what it is. A big, right. wonderful facility in Charleston, and I drive ninety miles. Uh, wow. Uh, to, to do this, uh, I, I, it, it's just gratis, you know. It's, it's volunteer. Uh, I have uh, a friend in there, and he he invites me, and I I go on Thursdays. And uh, but anyway, I I was uh, 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 teaching uh, something about this, and I mentioned that uh, the old Scotsman who said there's a man in heaven, and some of them were shocked that Jesus was continues to be a man. That's right. But he does indeed, because he's at the right hand of the Father making intercession for us. These are high priests, prophet, priest, and king. And and he uh, could not represent us as our priest and mediator, as the book of Hebrews says, unless he was appointed from men yeah. or human beings. He has to have our flesh. It's glorified. It's a body that uh, it doesn't have the same limits as our bodies, uh, but that's that's a wonderful truth, and the ascension uh, 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 confirms that he is uh, remains in his body uh, forever. It's a beautiful thing. Um, I like to think also of of the aspect you also mentioned of him being king. He. He uh, he oversees this entire world, does he not? He he does. He's prophet, priest, and king. Prophet in the sense that he represents God to us, and he spoke the word, and he is God in the human flesh. And then he is king, of course. Is and all the parables point to the uh, to him as the king of the kingdom. Those kingdom parables, and he does rule and reign. He is sovereign over all. Mm. Yes. Yeah, and then of course he's our priest that represents us <laughs> uh, to the Father. So it's a wonderful. He's mediator. Yeah, the mediator has all three of those offices. And it's interesting you use the phrase Ascension Sunday, and that's because Ascension Day itself is actually this past Thursday, the eighteenth, and then of course right. this this is the Sunday that we meet together tomorrow um, in worship with God's people. Now, uh, following Ascension Sunday and the celebration of that is another important date on the Christian calendar. What's coming up after that? Uh, Pentecost Sunday. And uh, Ascension Sunday is 40 days we observe after the resurrection, actually 39, because uh, uh, Jewish uh, reckoning included a parts of days as being whole days. And then, of course, uh, Pentecost Sunday was 50 days afterwards. They were... Jesus told his disciples to tarry in Jerusalem and that they would receive the Holy Spirit. Mm. And Pentecost Sunday, of course, when the Spirit uh, fell upon his disciples and filled them uh, to be able to proclaim the truth and fill the church. So the Spirit, uh, Christians believe, and this is an important aspect, not only does the Holy Spirit come to indwell the believer, but the Holy Spirit comes corporately to indwell the church. And uh, that's why... Uh, the church is led into all essential truth. Mm. Uh, it's the ground and pillar of truth. It would not be apart from the Spirit of God uh, dwelling in the body of Christ. So 
the spirit is received both individually and corporately, and uh, he dwells uh, within his church as well as his uh, individual Amen. people. Amen. The spirit, um, we really can't become a Christian if it weren't for the spirit, right? It's, it's, it, the spirit is the one who applies the work of Christ. <laughs> the work of Christ would be of no benefit no. if it were not for the spirit bringing us to that work and applying it to our hearts and lives. Yes, yes. Well, today we're talking with Dr. John Vance, Pastor Vance, we call him, sometimes JLV for short, and uh, he's, a, <laughs> he's a beloved board member here at Redeemer. Um, Pastor Vance, um, the, um, the culture that we're a part of, it seems like it, it has times when there's great awakenings and revivals. Uh, there's also times of um, strong delusion. It's almost like a like a roller coaster. At least that's that's the way I observe it and feel. Um, sometimes you'll see on on social media you'll see a picture of of Easter in New York City many years ago, and you'll see the crosses lined up with lights on some of the big buildings in New York City, and you contrast that to today and see all kinds of perversions in the cities. And, yes, we're kind of at a low point now. Um, can you talk to that a little bit? Some uh, weeks ago, I, I preached in a little church, and I mean very small church, once in a while when they call me. Uh, it's about 60 miles away. We don't have many close churches close to me that uh, uh, in, in our tra- my tradition, uh, but I'll preach pretty much in any church. They invite me. It's sure. a Trinitarian church. Uh, but I, I, I get inf- uh, invitations from the Methodists and the Presbyterians here in this area, mm-hmm. and I do preach in those two churches, and uh, I'm looking forward to a Baptist opportunity. Good. So I haven't gotten one yet. But anyway, uh, I, I preached on uh, Stephen being stoned. Mm-hmm. That crowd went crazy with with uh, blind hatred toward him. And uh, in the sermon, I, I quoted a couple of authors uh, of the 19th century. We don't study crowds like we uh, today that I know of, at least with the same what I would call uh, intellectual rigor. Uh, we have sociologists and stuff doing it. But in the 19th century... Uh, I, I read a book by Gustave Le Bon, and it's the, the study, the crowd, the study of the popular mind. And uh, when he talked about the crowd, he said that, that a crowd uh, is a dangerous thing at times. Even the Bible says, in, what is it, in the book of uh, Leviticus, maybe, or Deuteronomy, I forget, don't follow a multitude to do evil. Yes. Uh, they form a single personality, he says, like a, like a Western lynch mob. And good people are swept up in it. And I think today that uh, we've become corrupt in our society in many ways, and people have fallen for corruption that they normally would not. You see it in our big cities. Yes. Why are people putting up with all the corruption in our big cities, uh, the danger, uh, the, the decline of civility on the streets, even even the, the filth and the dirt that we have on it? We would never... Listen, I'm old enough to have grown up in the 50s and the 60s, and I guarantee you, 
that would not have been in the streets like that's right. we see today. That's um, right. Uh, cleanliness next to godliness is not in the Bible, but there's something to that. <laughs> yes. Uh, and we see uh, a, 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 an anomie, a, a, a breakdown of law, and a breakdown of, of uh, a courtesy and, and, and these kinds of things, and I think it's from the top. I agree. We have corruption at the top in our day, and, and we have uh, people who cannot see the difference. I agree. Um, and it's, the, it, it's, it's what Charles Mackey was a, a, a economist, and he, he talked about delusions, you know, like the, uh, the uh, delusional thinking that took place in the witch uh, trials in New England and sure. much more in, in Europe. Um, in economics, there's delusion. You know, people want to get rich very quick, and they fall for schemes. But he was writing from that angle, but he said uh, that about one-third of the people suffered delusional thinking. Mm. And this was written in 1841. Wow. And I've come to believe that that's a good ratio. Yeah. About one-third seemed to be out of the loop, yes. not aware of what's going on. But we have some terrible evil going on in high places in our day. Yeah. You even see it sometimes, in, or many times, in commercials. Uh, my my wife and me sometimes watch a, like a food show, you know, Restaurant Impossible or one of those. Mm-hmm. And it's fascinating to see how the the restaurant that's failing is transformed and then starts um, basically doing the calling that it was supposed to have. And but in between, you got to put up with the commercials. I just I just kind of mute them during that time. But the other day we saw a commercial and it was bizarre, and it, it was by. Um, Oh, it was by Spectrum, you know, the the internet provider, and and I use Spectrum, but um, it was crazy. And I'm thinking, why do people want to watch this junk where people are acting? It was actually degrading. And I'm thinking, Spectrum, get your act together. Stop thinking that this is okay. Stop showing uh, the people that you're marketing to as total f- foolish people and crazy people, because we're not. And uh, but this happens much worse in in the city streets. Um, I, I see I see postings of people um, beating each other up, and I'm thinking I didn't see this even five or ten years ago, not to this extent. And um, it, it's uncalled for. It's wrong. It's evil. And so yeah, people are are very delusional in our day. I agree with you. Well, Mackie. Charles Mackey went on to say a couple of things, a couple of quotes that I love. He said, men, it has been well said, think in herds, while they only recover their senses slowly, one by one. Mm. Yes. And then he said, credulity is always the the greatest in times of calamity. Yeah. And the credulity with respect to the uh, liberties taken away from us uh, during the pandemic uh, was something else. It really was. Uh, uh, Gorsuch, uh, Justice Gorsuch, has written a wonderful piece on how uh, illegally uh, uh, people who are not elected officials were able to shut down schools. Correct. uh, uh, Fire people from their jobs for not taking a shot that should have been, you know, they were told they were killing people if they didn't take the shot. Now we find out that that's not the case. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, we found out that ivermectin saved India. Oh, it, it was wonderful. And we had made it illegal here. And if you mentioned the word, uh, you, you were you were uh, banned from social media. It's so, true. Yes, we've got we've got uh, some real problems in this country. We have an elite who is trying to control uh, the masses and. Uh, I'm, I'm praying that Christians will not fall for this stuff. That's right. Ever again. That's they right. They were locked out of their churches. Who couldn't even hold open air services in California, and yeah. yet the the uh, bars and other things were left open. Now you tell me uh, how that's justified. That's right. The strip clubs were wide open, but a church is shut down. I'm sorry, I've got a problem with that. Today we're talking with Dr. John Vance former pastor of Westminster Presbyterian Church in Rock Tavern, New York. We also wanted to talk a little bit about um, another subject, but uh, anything else on crowds and the delusion and that sort of thing, Pastor Vance? We must be uh, must remember, though, uh, that the Bible does talk about delusional thinking, you know. In fact, yes. it says in the last days, God will send them delusions, and we pray that the church... Yes who is guided, and individual Christians guided by the Holy Spirit, uh, will will remember Pentecost and have Pentecostal power in our thinking. Yes. That we will not fall and be uh, uh, credulous over just everything that comes down the pike. Yeah. Uh, it, it, we, we've got to uh, keep our senses in a time when uh, there's so much senseless stuff going on. And so, yes, that's important. Yeah. Once in a while, you'll meet a person who is um, completely turned off about the things of the Lord. They have a hard heart, a stone-cold heart. And uh, what's amazing to me is how God, by His Holy Spirit, using the Word of God, will open the doors of that heart, and the light will shine. <laughs> and it's a miracle. And this person will miraculously, really, receive the Lord Jesus Christ and receive his forgiveness, and they will know it, and it will become so clear, so obvious, so precious to them. They'll, they'll like, say, well, how could I miss this all these years? It was just so obvious, and yet their heart was closed, and it, and it took a sovereign work of, of God's Spirit through the grace of God in Christ by the word, to open that heart. And it is miraculous, isn't it? The new birth is miraculous. Every single new birth is a miracle in one sense. (laughs) We are awakened from our slumber, our sleep, uh, through the power of the Spirit, and able to behold our true interest in Christ. John Stott, uh, the Anglican theologian and evangelical, uh, was a a great uh, popularizer of profound theology. You can read anything of him, and it'll always be good. But anyway, he's passed away now. Yeah, right. But he wrote a book called, uh, two books. One is Basic Christianity, but Christian Basics is one that I don't see in print anymore. It's a very good book. And in Christian Basics, he says Christianity is not necessarily a doctrine or a feeling or anything. It is actually coming to know a person. It is. The person of Jesus Christ. Amen. And our ability to know Christ is God's gift through the power of the Spirit. Mm. And when your eyes are awakened, you realize it truly is a awakening. 
It is. You begin to see things in a different light, and that's why I've appealed uh, today to Christians to to uh, look at things through a Christian mind so that you are not deceived. For the uh, Scripture says the devil goes about like a roaring lion, seeking yeah. to be made devour. Yes. You know, we'll go on to our next subject now, um, but I did want to mention that one of the men that you knew of, and I, I certainly knew, was uh, Dr. Harry Reeder. And a couple of days ago, we got the terrible word that, well, terrible to me anyway, that he was in a car accident and he died. Um, his car smashed into the back of a dump truck that had stopped, and for whatever reason, um, he hit that and he passed just like that. And... Um, it will have a ripple effect through the large church that he pastored, uh, Briarwood. Uh, it'll have an impact in many radio stations that carried, like we did, uh, his his programming. And I'm not sure even to this day what uh, the team there is going to do. I haven't bothered them. They're grieving. They need to be left alone while they grieve. But uh, I'm sure we'll have some audio in the meantime. But... Um, you don't know. You really don't know when your last day will be. You think, oh, I've got, I've got 20, 30 years yet. No, you, you can't count on that. You may. It's likely that a teenager has a, quite a bit of time, but um, I'm seeing um, news items of kids just dropping dead. And um, we won't go into the cause, but um, they're just dropping dead. And so you don't know when you're going to pass into eternity. Uh, In the last couple minutes, and it is only a couple of minutes, uh, any comments about this Durham report that came out? Well, it's an interesting thing. It's being denied uh, uh, any uh, time in the news by the mainstream media. But uh, I have looked through some of it. I plan on reading all of it. Mm. But the Durham report is something that Christians ought to be aware of. Uh, it confirms that there was almost a coup. Yes. Uh, a presidential coup uh, in uh, the Hillary Clinton election uh, and, and when Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton uh, were running for office and Trump was elected. Uh, the Russian collusion thing was uh, made out of whole cloth. It was a total hoax. Yes. And 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 uh, uh, the Inspector General Horowitz. I don't, each each agency has an Inspector General, and the Inspector General, his name is Horowitz, last name. He he can't go out and interview people outside the agency, but he does inside, and he says that they did things wrong, even though he thought it was possibly justified. But remember, he only had half the picture. Yeah. And then you had the Mueller report that says that no, there was no. A collusion here uh, by by the, the President Trump, but the really the thing that nails uh, this whole scenario is the Durham report, and it does show that our intelligence agencies and the State Department are not playing square with the American people. Correct. It is that simple, and I I am one to support. I'm as patriotic as anybody can oh, yeah. ever be, but boy, have my eyes been opened. Oh, it's so true. So true. Um, and we could cover so much more, but uh, we are getting short on time. Um, 
Now a word of hope. <laughs> it sounds like a commercial. We're not even a commercial station. Um, Pastor Vance. Well, you, 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 you mentioned, uh, let, let me say this. You mentioned a scripture came to mind, and we'll close with this, about sudden death and so forth. And uh, yeah. we've talked about a lot of negative things here. But the scripture does say, so teach us to number our days that we might apply our hearts to wisdom. Amen. We don't know how long we have, but in every moment that we live, we have hope. And the reason is that the overall structure of our salvation, Jesus came into the world to seek and to save the lost. Amen. And the greatest verse in the Bible, no doubt, is for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And he also tells us, I will never leave you or forsake you, but I'll go with you to the end of the age. Mm. And since we talked about Ascension Sunday, this same Jesus who went away will also come for his people. Amen. And the great news is, if I can say, is that the judge at the last day is the one who was judged in our place and bore our sins. And I'm delighted that we will be standing before one who gave his life for us. And I think all of those who put their trust in Christ, this is what the Scripture says, he will say to them, Enter thou uh, into the joys of thy Lord, thy good and faithful servant. Mm. And that hope, there's nothing like it in this world. Nothing. It is what makes us put one foot in front of the other as Christians and looking unto Jesus, the altar and the finisher of our faith. (laughs) Amen. Brings tears to my eyes. Pastor John Vance has been our guest today. I want to thank you for taking your precious time and sharing it with our listeners. Pastor Vance, thank you. Thank you for having me, Dan. Dear listener, please join us next week for another edition of A Plain Answer.